When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Dan Myler, host of the longest running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Yo, what's going on, Fantasy Football family? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast with one of your hosts, Eugene. Uh, is this If this is your first time listening to us, or even if you're returning, we thank you for uh, giving us your time and your ears. Um, you can find me at, at uh, on Twitter at Fantasy Genes. That's G-E-N-E-S. You can also follow our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. Uh, you know, at, at the time of this recording, we still got the we got the double header with the uh, Eagles and the uh, Red, uh, the Washington football team, and also the Seahawks and the in the Rams playing. Uh, you know, on today's show, it'll be a little bit different uh, since we still got games going on. We're gonna just you know talk about this first this first week of the fantasy playoffs. A uh, lot of lot a lot a lot a lot of misses. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. Uh, you know, you know, we can chop it up, laugh a little bit. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully some of us are still surviving after this first week. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, add to our to our team with a bunch of injuries that have happened, uh, you know, and uh, hopefully we get ready for week two of the playoffs. Uh, to the other hosts of the show, Ike, what's going on? What's going on? What's good? What's good? Um, I could be found on Twitter at just underscore Ike 09. And yeah, you know, um, you know, it's, it's been a brutal, brutal first week of the fantasy uh, playoffs something you know pretty unprecedented we had a you know i think on sunday there was you know the uh, the lowest amount of touchdowns since like the mid 90s or something like yeah, that yeah i think it was only 40 that i remember i can't remember where i heard it from but i think the number 40 you said it was the lowest in a very long time yeah and with that you you, you obviously you know just naturally would have a lot of underperforming players Mm. You know, just a lot of, you know, a lot of crappy performances, you know, you know, Alvin Kamara, let's like, let for instance, uh, 11 carries 18 yards against the Bucks on Sunday night. Now, but the Bucks are a strong run D, 
but you know we expected to see a little bit more, at least some more passing work um, or work on the passing game from Kamara. But he stunk it up. Uh, Joe Mixon, he he stunk it up as well. Um, I think he only had you know in in most PPR leagues around five to eight points, depending on your scoring system. Uh, Cordero Patterson, another guy, uh, you know, eleven carries, eighteen yards, identical to Kamara, <laughs> and he 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 stunk it up. Um, and I just so happened to have two of those three guys on the same uh, playoff roster. And needless to say, I got the doors blown off of me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just not, I mean, and I had, I had Kamara and Mixon on, the, on another team, got the doors blown off of me. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it, it was, you know, there's, there's, there was just a lot to, you know, week, week 15 left a lot to be desired. And not on, and on top of that, I mean, you had, I mean, the, the the weirdest game of the weekend, I think, was probably the the Steelers and Titans. Like we were supposed to see a lot of points in that game, or at least from the Steelers' perspective, them taking advantage of the Titans' defense. Uh, we didn't get any of that. <laughs> Deontay no. Johnson, he was a, he he was been a stud all season. He stunk it up. I think he had five catches for thirty six yards. Yeah, 30, uh, 38 yards. Yeah, thirty eight yards. And Chase Claypool's like. The weirdest stat line you can possibly see is that you know zero catches, and then it he had like twelve yards or something for yeah. like two end arounds or something like that <laughs> for a total of like one point seven fantasy points. It was just a bizarre weekend, and uh, you know if you if you survive, kudos to you for fielding um, you know the, the best possible you know lineups that weren't able to that you know that were available were able to avoid those landmines of <laughs> players that you had on your roster. Um, but yeah. Gene, I, I don't I don't know what else to say about this week. Um, those yeah, are just man. some things that, that stood out to me at the top of my head, and I'm still disgusted, and I I still need to probably excuse myself at some point during the middle of the show to go throw up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, even Justin Jefferson, he thought he was going to get the receiving record for the, the first two years. Um, I mean, he did. That saved him. The same, yeah. yeah. The only thing that really saved his day was the touchdown at the beginning of the game. I mean. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins didn't even Kirk Cousins didn't even throw over. Uh, I think uh, Cooks, Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook uh, rushed for more yards than Cousins threw, that, and Dalvin right. had eighty nine rushing yards, and Cousins um, had uh, eighty seven. Yeah, people. I mean, go back to Kamara. Kamara split carries with uh, with uh, Mar- uh, with Mark Ingram. I think it was on pretty much a fifty fifty split, which was a little wild to me. Um, I mean, people were dependent on Lenny. You saw Lenny Fournette get hurt. You saw Mike Evans got hurt. You saw uh, Chris Godwin get hurt. Uh, you saw, towards saw ACL, D- man. Yeah, towards ACL. You saw D Hop. He was knocked out. So if you needed him, he definitely you don't. You he's no use to you now. Uh, who else? Tannehill was garbage. Uh, Kyler was garbage versus the Detroit Lions. Worst team in the league. <laughs> One of yeah. the best matchups for quarterbacks. Goodness that, gracious! That all season. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't even know, man. There's so many bad. Like watching the oh, the worst game. I, one of the worst games that I saw outside of the um, on Sunday outside the Saints and Bucks game was the the Denver Cincinnati game. Like, oh, God. none of those wide receivers did anything, man. Nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. Except for T- Tyler Boyd when he took the when he took that post route um, and scored a touchdown. Outside of that, I mean. None of those wide receivers are going to get over like fifty yards for the day. And you know what's you know what's crazy about that play? I read on Twitter that um, you know 
the 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 Bengals like tendencies were you know just run run on first down, run on first down, run on first down. Like almost every first down they got during that game, they ran the ball. The only yeah. time they did not run the ball on first down was that touchdown pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it, it just you know some of these coaches they, they they just tend to overthink stuff and they just they they they're too conservative. And it, it just it just you know pisses me off to no end. You know, I I often on Twitter say I I hate the first down run so much, and then you know you just just go look at my just look at my timeline. Like I I I, I lament absolutely lament the first down run. I see the Cowboys do it so many times that doesn't hey, work. The fir- you know your you know your guy of the uh, Seattle and Rams game. You know how he started the game. Oh, establish, establish it. You gotta establish it. Run, 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 pass. Run, 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 pass. Run, pass. That's, that's what the Bears did last night. That's why they only scored nine points. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, whenever they finally you know allowed Justin Fields to turn it loose, he was just marching they moved, right they down moved the, the field. ball. Yeah. Right down the field. I mean, you know, a lot of these coaches, they just they're just so beholden to just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, and then they get to you know long down a distance. Oh shit! Let's let's run a screen. How about that? Let's not let's not throw the ball down the field. Let's run a screen. Let's run a screen and get that gets you know six yards. You know, on third and eight, you run the screen for six yards and you punt. And you, you're you're punting. It's you know you're at your at your own forty eight yard line as opposed to going for it. So it's just you know what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Or even the the coaches on like third and three, they call uh they have they throw they throw the go route. And you thinking that they're throwing the go route because they're gonna go for it on fourth down and they don't go for it. They go punt. <laughs> Why did you throw a go route on third and three if you weren't going to go for it on fourth down? Oh, God. I don't gosh, get no. – oh, my – yeah. That's why a lot of these bad teams stay bad. But you know what? Let's let's <laughs> screw all that. Let's – you know, week 15 wasn't all bad. There were some good – believe it or not, there were some good. Um, we had a lot of waiver wire hero running backs, um, starting with Duke Johnson. Uh, Duke Johnson for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he rushed for 22 carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns against the lowly Jets. Has was there been. news that he was going to get majority of the carries before the game? Nope, there wasn't. There absolutely wasn't. <laughs> that one, that one came out of nowhere. Um, but you know, you know, the, uh, in hindsight, and you know, obviously the benefit of hindsight, we people it's frowned upon. But in hindsight, you should have kind of seen something like this coming, where you know Miles Gaskin was you know on the COVID list, and you know he probably needed some time to kind of get his conditioning right and get back you know to you know football playing shape. Um, and they did elevate um, Duke Johnson before the game. So, uh, but there was no yeah. indication that he was going to start and get all these carries. So that was that was a big surprise. Um, but you know, he he probably earned his way um, onto the active roster. I think they signed him today, or yeah, a they did days ago. sign him today. Yeah, yeah. So he he earned himself a lot of uh, a lot more work. And another guy that's earning himself a lot more work is uh, Craig Reynolds for the Lions. Um, should they shut down DeAndre Swift? I mean, this guy. I mean, he's. He was breaking tackles. He was running all over the, you know, the Cardinals. I think this is a second game of, you know, at least eighty plus yards rushing. I think he had a, a yeah. you know, eighty plus yard rushing game against uh, the, the the Broncos. I think last week or two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, he had a twenty two carries, one hundred and twelve yards against uh, against the the Cardinals. You know that that line team, that offensive line, just pushed Arizona around all game long, which was no really answers. weird. Which, which is was really, really weird. weird. Yeah. I mean, you, di- you didn't really expect it, but you know, Arizona's are, they're on the downturn right now. So, um, you know, that was another another uh, solid you know output um, from another running back. And then the last running back we have that you know that surprised some people uh, was Jeff Wilson for the 49ers. Uh, he was pretty solid. Uh, Twenty one carries, one hundred and ten yards, and another touchdown. 
for him. Caught another two passes for nine yards, um, you know, against the Falcons. So, you know, he, you know, that that 49ers running game, like once, you know, Shanahan commits to one guy, he's gonna he's gonna feed them. Um, and with Elijah Mitchell out, uh, you know, he was he he found that guy. And Jeff Wilson, he's had success in the past, and they've leaned on him on numerous occasions. So he's pretty familiar with that um, that you know that zone scheme that you know one cut you know up the field and um, you know you know Jimmy Garoppolo that offense you know they they were they were moving the ball at will on the uh, on the Falcons so that was another good another good uh, showing um, for for a running back. A random stat that I heard today I can't remember where I heard it from but they uh, mentioned that um, San Francisco's had. Uh, 10 weeks where they've had a, a, a somebody rush for over 100 yards uh, in a game, which was, I think it was either tied for the most or the most in the league. Um, so even though we don't really like Shahanigans, Shana, one thing we know he, yeah, Shahanigans, but one thing we know he's good at is, uh, is, is calling some run plays, man. Like, oh, he will design the hell out of some run plays, man. yeah, man. Yeah, he's he's genius level with with the run plays for sure. Even Debo um, Samuel's getting some uh, some nice run back work back there as well. So. Yeah, which is I mean another conversation on how they're using him for for another another podcast, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, another person that uh, you know grabbed off the waiver wire and and did his thing was uh, Tyler Huntley. Man, like, I mean, he didn't look he didn't look bad versus the Packers. Man. Uh, he did. 215, two touchdowns, another 13 rushes for 73 yards and uh two touchdowns there. I mean, he was I think he was he was quarterback one this week, I believe, or the, quarterback he the, two. He was, the, he was the number one overall quarterback yeah. on the week. Yeah, he's QB one, man. Even over uh Patty Mahomes, Mahomes uh, yeah. on that Thursday night game, man. So yeah. uh I mean I'm sure you've heard people talking about oh, this he he should be a starting quarterback in the league. Um, I mean, I would want to see more. Because and even still, you don't know how they're using him. You, I would assume you would want him to be put in an offense similar than how Baltimore is using him. If 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 somebody fancies him to be a starting quarterback, but I mean these type of numbers. You, I mean this is Lamar. This is Lamar type numbers right here. So uh, salute to him. And I know he helped me on one of my teams. Hopefully, I pull it out. I I, I need I need I need to hold on to uh, this fourteen team league, and I had to start Huntley. And my other quarterback yeah. in that Superflex league was uh, Jared Goff. So, Ooh. well, talk I mean, about he, he talk, played well. He played no, well. he did play well. He played very yeah. well. So yeah. that just lets you know the type of luck I needed this week. Yeah. And I needed yeah. Jared Goff, and I needed Jared Goff, and I think three Superflex leagues on top of that. <laughs> so, uh, like yeah. we said at the beginning of the show, this was a wild week. Yeah, just real quick on Huntley though. Um, even even that game against the Browns, um, when they came back, like he was dealing in that game too. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he had, yeah. He had Bateman over a hundred yards. Uh, Mark yeah. Andrews was over a hundred yards. Marcus yep. Brown was doing well. Yeah. So I mean, he was he was dealing. And uh, and speaking of Andrews, uh, you know, he had he had his he had his answer for uh, Travis Kelsey. We just talked he about. Did. <laughs> we basically we basically just uh, we we wrote Travis Kelsey's eulogy last week. Thinking he was dead as tight end, tight end one, but then <laughs> he came back with a vengeance. We'll talk, we'll talk about Kelsey here in here, here in a couple of moments. But uh, Mark Andrews had his had an answer: ten for one thirty six and two touchdowns. Yeah, man, thirty three percent target share, and you know since week nine he's averaging a twenty six point four percent target share, which is top ten in the league. So he's been on a tear, man, and you know he's you know. Kelsey closed the gap a little bit, but you know Mark Andrews is still showing that. Look, I'm I'm gonna hold you off this year. This is gonna be my crown. This is gonna yeah. be my crown this year. 
Um, so yeah, it was it was good to see you know these two kind of battling. I think they're hearing a lot of the chatter amongst the fantasy community. Not really. They don't, yeah. I don't think they give a shit. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but you know they they're, they're they're just having like that that battle back and forth and saying, hey, look, yeah. you know, there's there's two there's two uh, tight ends on the mountaintop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then just to go go back to that Thursday night game, that the KC gang uh, showed up and showed out versus the Chargers. Uh, I mean, this is exactly the type of offense that uh, everybody thought they were going to see the whole year. Uh, yeah. I mean, we you saw pretty much the the main the main culprits all go pretty much top on their in their position. I mean, Patty Mahomes was quarterback two with uh, thirty one of forty seven for four hundred and ten yards and three touchdowns. And then another two, uh, 32 Ooh. rushing. Ty Freak was wide receiver one this week with 12 for 148 in the touchdown with 28% target share. And then Kelsey, he was tied in one, uh, just barely holding off Mark Andrews. And he was 10 for nine, 191 in two touchdowns <laughs> with a 28% target share. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, just watching that game, I was like, bro, are they not like, they're not covering nothing yeah. like at all? Like every time you saw a Kelsey catch something, it was like, Oh, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run an extra ten yards before I get touched, or even like the the overtime. Like this dude, like I don't. It, he, he caught like I, a, don't know. I think it was a uh, I think it was like a stop route in the middle of the field, and yeah, he just, and he just turned and they just started just running and running nobody, and nobody, nobody touched him. He didn't make him. any moves. I don't think he made no. that many moves. No, he didn't make any moves. He curved to the left a little bit, and he pretty much had. Fr- he had a, a HOV lane to the end zone, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, I mean, so just to go back to talk about the KC gang, pretty much if you had somebody in this game, in that game, that Thursday night game, your team probably won because I know there was two games, two playoff matchups I was in, and I got smashed <laughs> because dude had, he had a combination of, of Kelsey and uh, Tire Freak, and another one was Patty Mahomes and, and uh, Kelsey. So I'm like, well. You know, I'll come back next year. <laughs> <laughs> Better look next year. Yeah, I think I think that I, yeah, I had I had Mahomes in the league. I had Tyreek in the league. I went against Kelsey in another league. Clearly, I got cooked. <laughs> I got cooked. <laughs> I got cooked. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, and you know, just kind of a, a quick lead in. He's obviously Travis Kelsey is our fantasy MVP of the week. Um, I think that's pretty much a no brainer. Um, he had multiple catches of over 20 plus yards in that game. And I think his longest was like a 69 yard or down to the one. And, yeah. you know, the weird the weird thing about that game was there were multiple, multiple times where each team got stopped like inside of the five yard line. <sighs> so there could have been a lot more points, a lot more fancy goodness uh, that came out from this game. But yeah, you know, the, remember the Chargers, they left. They left points on the board because they kept they going for them. Multiple points. They left a lot of points on the board. They didn't. They, they and, said screw field goals. We going for touchdowns. And look, th- those were the right decisions to be. To, they were. to be quite honest, if you, you have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey on the other side of that sideline, you need to go for touchdowns, not field goals. Because guess yeah. what? They're gonna if they kick the field goals, and after the game, they they would have lost. They would have been second guessing those decisions to kick the field goals. Like they yeah. always do, right? You know, everybody's an expert after the fact, right? But yeah. these decisions to go for it on fourth down as opposed, you know, to to go for the touchdowns as opposed to the field goals, I think they were the right choices. Yeah, Jeff Saturday was on ESPN talking about all those. That was the bad decision. Uh, he they should have took the points in every single instance because you saw what happened when they when they went to overtime, and he said the same thing about Baltimore going for two. It's like, well, why would you go for two? You got the 
you got the best kicker in the in the league. He can just kick the extra point. I was like, but you you got a backup quarterback, um, a banged up secondary, and Aaron fucking Rodgers on the other yeah, side. Yeah, and, and the they weren't the stopping him in the second half either. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> stopping him. So um, until the till that fourth quarter when they actually needed some stops, that's when they stopped him. Before that, they weren't stopping him. So I, I mean, I get it. I would have. I mean, again, I would I would have been going for two. Also. The play call was horrendous, though. You don't it cut off half the field. Ball. You don't cut off half the field yeah. <laughs> when you're two yards to the end zone. And just then don't the, do that. the safety Darnell Savage on the, for the Packers, like just hauled ass all the way, yeah. all the way to that side, knowing yeah. basically knew what was coming. Yeah. Um, but it was, when he did that, he actually vacated um, a part, a portion of the end zone to where you know Tyler Huntley, if he wasn't Andy, so dead set to throw, he could have ran it in. He could either ran it in. Well, no, he couldn't have ran it. In. He could have. Marquise Brown was flashing open. Um, and there was also, uh, I think DuVernay was also showing open too on that slant. That ended, oh, yeah. It looked like he ran it almost like ran in front of the corner that was covering uh, DuVernay. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a bad play call, but I, yeah. I get it. The, the play design was to go to Mark Andrews, which I understand, but still like to limit your 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 opportunity to limit that play, to, you know, like you said, cut off half the field. Like I, I just... I, I hated the play call from jump. I don't, I'm not even a fan of rollouts in, in general, especially like that close to the goal line. Yeah. Unless it's like precision and, and very, very precise and the defense doesn't know what's coming. Um, you, I, I, I'm just not a fan of that play call. I mean, hell, yeah. hell, even if they ran the play that they ran like two weeks ago with, with Lamar Jackson when it, that got tipped or yeah. that, that, that got tipped and went off of Andrew's hand. Yeah. I would have been cool with that play because that was, yeah, yeah, call. yeah. It was just, you yeah. know, the, the execution was off. That was it. Yeah, but um, you know, and that's something that that play call is like something you see all the time in college, which like grinds my gears. But I mean, we'll we'll say that for another day, also. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. as we're talking, Matt Matthew Stafford did throw another touchdown. So if you got Matthew Stafford on your squad, boom, you got two touchdowns for that young man. Who did he um, throw it to? Van Jefferson? Please say Van Jefferson. Uh, no, Cooper Cup again, twenty nine oh. yard touchdown. Oh, death taxes and Cooper Cup, just yeah, man, know, just automatic. Hey, yeah. if, if there's one thing that remained the same throughout this brutal weekend, it's Cooper Cup catching touchdowns. And, Nine and for 136, two touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that's going to stay the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like we all predicted, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> if if um, Cooper Cup can withstand the, the carnage of Week 15, bro. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, but we also got to talk about the uh, fantasy uh, least valuable player of the week. We got two of them. The first one... Uh, this quarterback, pretty much the, everybody's been talking about he's automatic MVP for the season. Uh, Tom Brady, he looked like garbage uh, <laughs> per usual versus the Saints in the regular season. I don't know what it is. He can't beat him. He just every time he plays him, he's just pissing down his leg, man. Like uh, our guy, Mr. Uh, Mr. Go for, uh, 30, <laughs> he always says uh, yeah. 214 yards, one touchdown, interception. Uh, all his past top pass catchers got hurt, except for Gronk. Um, but even before that, he was struggling. Boys were just talking noise to him. You can see him running. You can see him just getting pissed, cussing at other teams' coaches. Like you just and not getting penalized for it. Yeah, not getting penalized. Nobody cr- criticizing for it. Yeah. Um, Throwing tablets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said before, like he just. Oh, is automatic struggle when he plays the Saints in the regular season. I don't know what it is, but they yeah. they definitely know how to how to uh, how to play against him. The other quarterback, uh, uh, <clears throat> fantasy wise, that played on he played on Saturday night. 
he was super garbage. I, uh, you saw the Colts didn't trust him to throw the ball at all yeah. inside a dome. It wasn't even like they were playing outside. Uh, but Carson Wentz, he throws for only 57 yards. I think it was, what, 5 for 13 for the game or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he was five, 5 of 12 for 57 yards. Yeah. Um, he would have finished with negative points in fantasy if he had he not thrown a touchdown to, to Naheem Hines. He was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he was garbage. Um, and he threw it, he threw, uh, threw an awful interception to uh I think Devin McCordy, where mm-hmm. it, I don't even know where he was trying to throw the ball to, but it was just it was it was the worst one of the worst picks I've ever seen. It yeah, was he it was, was terrible. Yeah, we call those two Let me see you toss it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. quick note on the on the uh Tom Brady versus Saints. Like I think yeah. they, they've won four straight um, against yeah. Tom Brady and the Bucks in the regular yeah. season, which is yeah, astonishing. he's never beat them. He's never he's beat, never beat them. In the he's regular never beat season. the Saints. Nope, no, not it's, since he's been with Tampa Bay. He's never beat them in the regular season. Yeah, and which makes it even more impressive that he beat them in the playoffs, even though like the Saints turned the ball over in that game. So yeah, I mean the the Bucks were they were they they were starting to get the blue they were getting the blues in that game until the Saints started turning the ball over. Yeah, um, but yeah, just you know, again, something about the Saints um, get you know rattling Tom Brady that that uh, that that deep the defensive scheme. However, however he may slice it, man, it's just I don't know. It, it gives Tom Brady fits. Hopefully, yeah. he, they don't have to see the uh, the the uh, the, um, the Saints again because if they see the Saints again, yeah. the Saints yeah, somehow make the playoffs. Yeah, they're making a push. It's going to be a struggle for whoever with all them people missing. It's going to be a struggle if they. If they can't, if they can't get at least two of the three, well, they're not getting uh, Godwin back, but they're definitely going to need Evans and/or uh, Fournette. But we'll see what happens when AB uh, comes back. Hopefully, hopefully they have some kind of connection because they're going to need it trying to trying to fight for this one seed. So yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. So you know, on to the favorite part of the show: cap or no cap. Uh, for the folks that might not know what cap is, cap is is another word for lying. So if I was going to say, hey, um, you know, uh, your boy Dak Prescott lit up, uh, lit up the Giants this week, uh, I would, you would say, you would say Ike? That would, that, that's Cap. He did not. He did not light the Giants up. Yeah, he, he played like ass. Um, so. Yeah, he was all right. He, he was better than the previous game. That should have been a 40-point game. I, I think that's unrealistic for us to, to, okay. to, to expect 40 30. points. We should have put 30. That, that game and that game plan was very conservative. Like the very. Game, we were, we we did not put you know press the gas at all. We were just running you know dive play, dive play, pass. Dive Let's play, just like, get out of here. Yeah, we will just get the because this team isn't good. Like we don't need to ex, you know ex, you know ex, you know uh, spend too much energy on the the the, the, the Giants. The Giants aren't good. Um, yeah. But you know the, something something's wrong with the offense. The offensive line has been playing well. Dak hasn't been playing that great. Um, but I think he was. Overall, I think he was just fine um, on Sunday. You know, I think I'm just hurt. Previous game. I think I'm just hurt because my fantasy. I, I needed him in a couple of leagues. And oh, he was after fantasy so. for sure. Yeah, yeah. He was absolutely yeah, he was, terrible in fantasy. Yeah, he's been terrible yeah, in fantasy yeah. the last last couple of weeks. Um, there's no denying that at all. But no. um, from a real life standpoint, though, like I, I think um, you know. Th- the play call, like we need to, we really need to have a conversation about Kellen Moore. Uh, but that's, you know, again, we're Cowboys fans. We, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. Can- All right. First comment or first statement is I'm benching Tom Brady. Uh, in, if I have him in my lineup for the next two weeks in the playoffs, cap or no cap? Oh, I, I'm not. <laughs> I sure <laughs> don't. <know. laughs> 
that's that is cap. Um, look, I, I get that he's you know Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has been a safety blanket all season, and it's gonna it's gonna be a huge loss for him to you know to you know to not have him for the rest of the season. Uh, Mike Evans is week to week, and he's still he might play. So Mike Evans is not completely out yet, but um, he still has Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's coming back this week. Um, and I think when all three of them were healthy, I think Antonio Brown was leading him in target share, if I'm not he mistaken. Was. So Tom he Brady was. was was actually like targeting him. And I think um, as of right now, I know Antonio Brown hasn't played in quite a while, but he was he's he still sits as uh, sixth um, in PPR points per game. And so um, Antonio Brown, he's he's a baller, um, and you know we've seen him dominate before, even without you know alphas around him. So I think he's I think Tom Brady will be fine. And plus, you know Gronkowski is still there. Um, their familiarity together will still, you know, uh, you know, pay dividends. I know, you know, he had, you know, they they weren't able to co- to really connect against the Saints, but that's the Saints. They always have the number. Um, but I think overall they'll be fine. They have Carolina and they have the Jets um, for you know the fantasy, you know, the the, the last few games, of the fantasy playoffs. So um, I think you know Brady's fine. I'm starting him everywhere. I have him, or if I if I if I, oh I don't have Brady, but if I did have Brady, I'd start him everywhere. I have him. Um, this is easily a uh, cap. You, you're not benching this guy. <laughs> um, I, I, I would say it's cap, but I would I would preface it and say that if I had a better option for the Carolina game, that I would start them. But I mean, at this point, I'm not sure who anybody who would be left, and I'm not sure if you would be holding two quarterbacks unless you're playing a two quarterback league, superflex league. Um, yeah. Because it depends on if AB is actually like if they're gonna be if they're gonna be playing him like full snaps or whatnot. Then okay, cool, I'll I'll play him. But if they're not, then I'll be if I have another option, then I would probably lean towards that way. But overall, I would say cap because I mean we still got the Jets championship week. So <laughs> oh yeah, um, Brady versus the Jets. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one. I'm confident in starting Kyler Murray. Um, uh, semifinals and finals of my playoffs, cap or no cap? I think despite what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, I would still be confident in him. Um, so I'm saying that's no cap. His his rushing upside is still, you know, his his rushing his ceiling is is still you know really really high from a rushing standpoint. And you know he you know he has he has he still has weapons without D Hop. I mean, you know, Christian Kirk can get down the field. Um, AJ Green has had a pretty good um, renaissance to his career, so um, he, he's he, he's he's been he's been he's been solid in his own right. James Conner has been obviously we've we've seen James Conner ball out. Zach Ertz has been a pretty good pickup for them since they traded yeah. for him. So um, I, I think uh, and, and this week they have the Colts and they've given up the 13th most fantasy points um, per game at the quarterback position. So I think it should be fine. And then um, you know the the fantasy championship against Dallas. That's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be a fireworks show. Looking forward to that game. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think I think Kyler Murray should be fine. I mean, he'll you know two out of two out of his last three games, he has at least fifty five yards rushing. So uh, you know if, if he if he can maintain that that rushing floor, uh, you know you know for the next couple of weeks, and he he still has upside as a passer. I, I think you you should still you know have confidence in him. Yeah, I uh, I also believe that. Um, there's no cap. Uh, uh, I would be confident in starting him, especially if he's going to continue to run. Like like you mentioned before, that was all I was going to mention that uh, outside of this last game where they were 
press to make plays. I mean, yeah, he only had three yards in this last, last yard. game. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like one of those burn the tape games for the Cardinals. Yeah. So I think they'll get back on track against the Colts this week. They're yeah. going to be at home. And so, yeah. Now, I would also preface that last year, uh, I think bas- both his uh, previous two years in December, he has not been good. Uh, I think last year he was quarterback 16. Uh, I can't remember 2019, but he also wasn't good when it came down to the end of the season. So I was just preface that hopefully that he can kind of shake that whatever happens in December that he can get it going. It's not like he's going to be playing outside. Both the last two games are going to be in, indoors. Yeah. Um, he should be able to make plays in both games, I believe, regardless of D hop is there or not. He got plenty of other weapons. So, yeah. And, and plus like, you know, the, 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 the other weapons on, on the outside were out producing D hop in, in many respects. So, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, this, this, you know, Kyler, Kyler Murray should be fine uh, going forward. Uh, next one, Amaraz St. Brown is the real deal. No cap or no cap? Man, that is no cap, sir. That is no cap. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, we, we see this every year with rookie wide receivers. You know, they, they come on towards the end of the year. Um, you know, it just it, it may start around week 14, 15, 16, you know, the same time as the fantasy playoffs. But over his last three weeks, he has 35 targets. Um, you know, over, you know, I think this last game he had over a 40% target share. Um, you know, just, you know, his, his production, you know, last three games, 10 for 86 and a touchdown, eight for 73, then eight for 90 and a touchdown. Um, you know, he has Atlanta and Seattle to close out, um, you know, the fantasy playoffs and they're 30th and 29th and past DVOA respectively. Um, and he, and he's top 10 in red zone targets. Um, for the last three weeks with four. So uh, I think Amon Ra, he's, he's, he's here. He's here to stay at least for the next couple of day, a couple of weeks. Um, so this is definitely uh, no cap. He is, uh, he is a, uh, a locked in starter. Um, yeah. And then you, and then you haven't even got to think about like, it wasn't like the, I mean, even the last two weeks he played against two good secondaries and he was doing work like Denver yeah. secondary on the road is not, is not easy. And then yeah. last, and then this past week versus Arizona, which is another strong, uh, that's been a strong secondary. Like he's doing, like he's doing some work. Granted that the situation allowed uh, has allowed him to get a lot of playing time because there's really nothing else out there. But um, yeah. like he's still doing, like he's still in the NFL. He's still doing work. So this is definitely somebody um, to you know star and. Uh, Start with confidence, man. Start with yeah, confidence. start with confidence, and you know, even next year, this is somebody. If you're in like redraft or something, that this is definitely somebody you can look, you know, towards like what eight, nine, ten, eleventh round, definitely later round wide receiver, and get wide receiver uh, two production. Yeah, potentially. He's, he's, yeah. he's definitely going to be the starting starting uh, slot guy, and um, another guy we have that they have is Josh Reynolds. He's he's been coming on long strong as well. So. That's true. So Jared Goff seems to like both these guys, and uh, but Amon Ross St. Brown, I think he's he's the guy there, and he's gonna he's gonna pay dividends for you um, that you have if if you have him in your lineups in the fantasy playoffs. He 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 definitely did some work, and he's gonna continue to do some work. And then outside of anything else, you know, Jared Goff loves uh, throwing to the slot, so um, yeah. just he's been doing work. Uh, last one we got is James Robinson is unlocked now that Herb is gone. Cap or no cap? This is no this is no cap, man. This is no cap because this is the first time we've seen James Robinson 95% running back rush share this past week and a 16 16.7% target share. 
um, versus Houston. So the first game that you know Urban Meyer was did not have his fingerprints all over all over the Jags. They still lost. They still look they still look like trash overall as a yeah. team. <laughs> but the the usage from James Robinson is very very encouraging. Um, he did he did finish with 18 carries for 75 yards um, and a touchdown. Uh, we did have you know a bonus prize pick prop. And his prop was 75 and a half. So if he had another yard, we'd hit that too. But mm-hmm. uh, and and this week he gets the Jets. And what have we said all week about the you know, all year, all you know, basically we over our last seven shows about the Jets, fade the Jets until they show you that they can you know, show us that they can stop people. And they have yeah. not been able to do so. So I think James Robinson is definitely unlocked. No cap, sir. Yeah, you know, uh he would play 84% of the snaps. Um, I mean, what else? Oh, and, and, and like, Carlos Hyde is on IR. He just got announced. Yeah, he's on IR. The only other running back that played was uh, uh, Dare Umbuwale. Um, oh, yeah. And that's a pass catching back. So it looks good for this man. So, I mean, I would say no cap. He, I mean, he's, he, he's good to go now. So, um, Hopefully they, uh, you know, going into next year. Hopefully they, you know, do the right thing and allow this dude to, to, to keep the starting job. I think uh, I'm, I'm not sure how they're gonna. Use, I mean, they didn't need to drive uh, draft Travis Etienne, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, that's that was, that's that undrafted. That was a waste yeah. of pick. I have no idea why they even did that. You know, yeah, head scratcher. Yeah, but you know that that bum is gone now, so it don't matter. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Better days ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, now on to uh, the waiver wire pickups. Um, it's a little messy this week because, I mean, we had a lot of injuries. Um, so hopefully, I mean, it should be a lot of a lot of unknown. I mean, a lot of unforeseen players doing work and they're, they should be available in most leagues. I mean, based on um what we've seen on we're basing this off of sleeper and we've seen a lot of these players that are still available in a lot of leagues so hopefully hopefully we name some players that are available and that you can use so uh for quarterbacks again if this uh player tyler hunley is still available and lamar is out for another week um i would look to pick him up um but again only if i would pick him up if you had lamar for sure if you don't have him already just to see if just to see if, if Lamar is going to be able to go this week. I would uh, still so even that. pick him up even if you don't have Lamar because, you know, you, you want to do like a, what you what, what you would call a speculative ad. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I, saw, I saw a report today that, that said the Ravens are hopeful that Lamar mm-hmm. can practice on Wednesday because Wednesday is usually when the first um, practice reports start rolling in. Um, yeah. And if he doesn't practice on Wednesday, uh, that would be a, a hell of a pickup already, you know, because you're already he's he's already trending on the downside of uh, you know trending on the downside of you potentially not playing. So, I think picking him up just speculatively speculatively uh, would would work here. Yeah, the other one um, would be Jimmy G. Jimmy G has been playing awfully well the last uh i would say like three weeks to a month now yeah uh, they play against tennessee tennessee is a, one of those defenses you can throw on uh so if you need a quarterback i would pretend i would look to you know jimmy g's way for sure and, and if he has you know since he you know he has george kittle and debo samuel and brandon Ayuk to throw the ball against that tennessee secondary yeah he's he's definitely worth the ad um if you're if you're sick of your quarterback that's in the lineup right now <laughs> 
Um, we can touch on running backs. Uh, the first one was, uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, I, Duke Johnson. I did not know that he was supposed to get the bulk of the carries, and that, nobody said anything about that. I didn't see anything. Uh, he's currently rostered only 2% of leagues. Um, this is all based off a of, uh, sleeper. So uh, this is definitely more than a speculative ad. Um, I don't know how they're going to handle the running back room. I, I would pick him up just in case. I mean, he had he had majority of the carries um, in, that, in, that, uh, in that Jets game versus the, yeah. the game versus the Jets. So, yeah, if you are somehow advanced for this um, this this week, um, that Miami backfield is uh, going to be a uh, a head a head scratcher, yeah, uh, or a headache, um, so to speak. Um, just trying to trying to decide who's going to get the bulk of the carries because maybe Miles Gaskin will be up to speed now, and maybe they'll just split touches down the middle. Um, you you just never know with these with these back, with these ambiguous backfields, so you just kind of have to be careful there. Um, you know, being confident in starting them and thinking you're going to get going to get the same production that you did last week. So. There's just a little bit of word caution there, but he's still most definitely worth an ad. Yeah. Uh, this next player is, I would, if you have any fab left, all of it needs to go to this player, uh, Ronald Jones. Uh, Fournette's already out. You already got Bruce Arians pretty much giving him the the keys to the to the uh, to the ship in terms of running back touches. Uh, so, in uh, sleepers, only forty one percent owned. Like I said, if you have any fab love, all of it should go to him because running backs are dime a dozen. Uh, so if you get a starting one, then you know you need to go get them. So yeah. um, the next one is um, Samaje Pirine. Uh, we saw Mixon, he got hurt in that uh, in that Denver game. He kind of tried to come back. He just didn't look right. Um, so I would just definitely get him. If you haven't picked him up already, I know we mentioned him before in terms of handcuffing, uh, I would definitely get him just in case that he's not able to go. Uh, and he's 17% owned in sleeper leagues. Um, another one, James, uh, Jeff Wilson. I know, um, I know Elijah, Elijah uh, Mitchell. He said he's said he's turned the corner with the, uh, with the knee, but he's still, it still seems like he might, he's going to miss this game also. So, and they play on Thursday. So, uh, that didn't sound too good in terms of him being able to be a full goal. So yeah, they, uh, they, they said they said that he he cleared the protocol and they got some encouraging signs on his knee. Yeah, so, um, but he's still you know questionable at best uh, to yeah. play uh, this this Thursday. So yeah, um, so you just saw what Jeff Wilson did. So definitely add him for at least a speculative ad. And my last running back is Amir Abdullah, uh, only because. Uh, doesn't look like they really trust uh, Chuba to get the full workload. Uh, they definitely like Amir on third downs for sure. Um, and then, I mean, you see him on on on, on in other uh, plays or whatnot too. So uh, this would be another running back that I would look to at least have on my roster just in case. Uh, and it, I mean, even he even played more snaps than Chuba. He played four more snaps than than Chuba Hubbard did. Uh, had one less touch than Chuba, so uh, I would look to add him also. Yeah, and and you know, just real quick on that, um, you know, like, like I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but the Panthers' uh, schedule—they're going to be potentially trailing in, in in the remainder of their games. So, um, you know, Amir Abdullah is obviously the preferred guy, and you know, since I think since McCaffrey got hurt, um, he's out targeted Amir Abdullah. Um, Amir Abdullah has out targeted Chuba Hubbard, I think, to you know, um, over the last couple of games, like eight to one or something like that. 
Um, so they don't even they don't even throw the ball. They don't even care about throwing the ball to Chuba Hubbard. You know, Amir Abdullah getting all that. I think he scored a touchdown this week too, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So, yep. um, but yeah, he's 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 definitely worth an add. Um, and just real quick on wide receivers, uh, just a couple here. Um, Tyler Johnson for the Bucks. Um, he's gonna slot into the second, maybe third receiver role, depending on Mike Evans' availability. He did see seven targets against the Saints um, on Sunday night when uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans went out of the game. Um, he's only six percent owned um, right now, so he's 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 widely available in most leagues. Um, and you know, uh, again, we talked about this guy earlier, but if you don't have him on your roster um, and somehow he's available, uh, pick up Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, the reasons that we just outlined: thirty-five targets over the last three weeks. Um, he, he's finished, you know, wide receiver six, wide receiver twenty-six, and wide receiver five over the last three weeks. Um, and he's 35% owned. Um, so he, there's still, you know, he still has, you know, um, potentially, you know, relatively low ownership um, for the most part. Um, and then finally, uh, we have Marquez Valdez-Scantling of the, of the Packers. He just came off a stellar game. He had 98 yards and a touchdown um, against the Ravens, and he's 40% owned. Um, and he's clearly the number two in, uh, in that Green Bay offense. And they've been, you know, airing the ball out a little bit more, especially with, you know, more uh, attention focused uh, to Devontae Adams. So he's getting a lot of this, you know, work and a lot of targets um, singled up, you know, down the middle, over the top, um, you know, in, in in that respect. So definitely pick up Marquez Valdez-Gantling. And then um, finally, or yeah. you, want, you want to take care yeah, of go, You want know, to take these tight ends. Yeah. Uh, Cole Komet and, and Foster Moreau, if you're hurting, uh, you can pick them up, but... <laughs> that's all I got for them. It's not yeah. really too much happening. Well, Komet um, had a pretty good game. Uh, I think he had five for sixty-one uh, uh, last night against the against the Vikings. So yeah, um, and then you know Foster Moreau had seven car- catches for sixty-five yards against Cleveland. So yeah, no, Darren time, Waller. I mean, yeah, the other two games he didn't do nothing, nothing at all. Um, but you know, if if Darren Waller misses another game, um, I think he should be a good um, a good pickup. Um, to, to slot into your tight end because you know if you don't have if you don't have Kittle, Kelsey, or or Andrews, um, or hell even Dallas Goddard who's, who tonight's been going off, if you don't have any of those four guys, then you're not really getting much at the tight end position. So you can you can do a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, um, and then as uh, I just saw Jalen Hershey just threw another touchdown pass uh, to who? He threw it to he threw it to <laughs> Ward. What? Yeah. <laughs> a what? <laughs> Greg Ward. <laughs> he's still there. Uh, still, he still plays for Philly. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's the score? All right. Twenty-seven, seventeen. Oh man, they scored again. Yeah. Uh, All right. What's the score? What's the score in that uh, Seahawks game? Seventeen, ten. Still with two minute, two minute warning. Oh, and the Rams have it inside the red zone. So that's pretty much a wrap too. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's over. Yeah. All right. On to uh matchups to attack, AKA barbecue chicken. If you don't know what barbecue chicken is, is a saying that Shaq on inside the NBA coined whenever he would uh, see a matchup, that will be easy work. Uh, you know, you just get, get that, get that person the ball at all times. You know, it's just, that's, uh, you know, that's barbecue chicken. That's, Something, something that you can grow on all the time is always available. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. <laughs> all right. So the first one that I uh, named was um, Russell Gage versus Detroit. Um, 
Detroit is uh, 26 in past DVOA. Um, I think Russell Gage uh, last two of the last two of the last three weeks, he's gone over 100 yards. I think over the last three weeks, he's I think 36, 37 targets, I believe. Um, yeah, he's he's what, what the number ones. Yeah, uh, 29 targets, but 23 for 285 and uh, two touchdowns. So he's been he's been doing some work the last three weeks. I don't know where it came from, but I mean, even this past uh, past Sunday, you saw that uh, touchdown pass he caught. He must. Yeah, he lost oh, that corner. Yeah, I, I can't remember who I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was, no, but it was dirty. It was yeah. a dirty catch. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, second one is uh, San Francisco wide receivers versus uh, Tennessee secondary. Uh, Tennessee secondary is allowed the second most um, fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Um, Tennessee's been blessed with with bad quarterback play the last couple of weeks, so nobody's really taking advantage of them. But I, I feel like. San Francisco should find a way uh, to abuse abuse that secondary. So, and then my last one is uh, Matthew Stafford versus uh, Minnesota's defense. Uh, Minnesota's defense is allowed the second most points to the quarterback position. Uh, Minnesota's defense is not good. I mean, their secondary particularly is not good uh, versus Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, and Odell Beckham. So uh, that that should that should be some easy work with them. Um, yeah. Knowing that they need to win, to continue to win, to potentially get that one seed. So, um. yeah. And just a quick note about Minnesota's defense: like their corners are especially bad because I think uh, PFF they they have them graded all their their, their starting corners, and I know they just let go of Bashad Breeland um, over the weekend, but you know the rest of their corners they're ranked like in the bottom. They're they're ranked like you know in the sixties. Um, in terms of their rankings, like they, they're they're pretty bad. Like their, their grades and, and their grades and whatnot, they've been pretty uh, they've been pretty bad. They're ranked towards the bottom uh, of PFF PFF uh, PFF's grading system. So uh, yeah, that's going to be a matchup that you know Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, and OBJ will take full full advantage of. Um, um, and the next the last couple of uh, matchups we have. Amon Ross St. Brown, our guy. We, we've we've talked we've talked about him uh, multiple times already on this pod. Uh, they're playing the Falcons. Um, they're thirtieth in pass DVOA, and you know as we've mentioned before, um, Amon Ross been getting a lot of targets over the last several weeks. Thirty five targets over the last three, and you know he's been producing. So this will be an easy matchup for him to exploit. And then finally, we have James Robinson, our guy um, for the of the Jags, playing against the Jets. Mm. And what is the number one thing we've said? For the last five weeks, we fade them. We fade the Jets. They've give up them. They give up the most fantasy points to running backs, and they're our last in rush DVOA. And they just gave up a lot of yards to Duke Johnson. Hundred, I think hundred over hundred yards and two touchdowns. So he was a couch potato last week, and this week he ran over yeah, off, off people off the street. Off the street <laughs> are given are are giving the Jets that work. So, <laughs> and that's not even a good. And the uh, Dolphins' offensive line is not good. That's no, yeah, they're mm. one of the one of the one of the poorly graded um, offensive lines that we have. So, um, that, that 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 just pretty much tells you everything you need to know about the hey, Jets. So, salute to them for the the, the gift that keeps given to uh, offenses. So, yeah. Uh, now on to the last uh, segment of the show: player props. Uh, since we don't have a sports book in Texas, we like to uh, get our picks using uh, prize picks. Uh, 
you know, player player props is something that uh, I definitely use. I know Ike uses in terms of uh, another source of, of projection for potential players to use in your lineups or or even in your DFS lineups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know last week we went two for uh, two and one. Uh, Jalen Waddle was out for COVID. Uh, otherwise, I felt like that would have been three and one. Um, but no, hopefully we can go perfect this week. Uh, Price picks are since we had some late games, Tuesday games. They're still they're still filling in lines. Uh, for the current week, and a couple of them that we saw uh, that we liked. Uh, one of them, the first one was uh, Justin Herbert over 270 passing yards, uh, and I feel like he's going to hit this number because they've gone over this number five out of. He's gone over this number five of the last six games uh, versus the Texans. The Texans they suck. Their defense is not good. <laughs> so I feel confident about Justin Herbert going over 270. Uh, yeah. versus the Texans. And then finally, uh, James Robinson, once again, um, 70, over 75 and a half rush yards versus the Jets. Um, you know, Duke Johnson did work. Alvin Kamara did work the previous week. I can go on and on and on about running back swing work against the Jets, but we'll be on this show for the rest of the night. Um, but yeah, so fade the Jets. They give up the most fantasy points to running backs. 32nd in, in rush DVOA. James Robinson should smash, and since he's uh, been basically freed of the Urban Meyer shackles, um, I, I see a lot of uh, success for him this weekend against mm-hmm. the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, and there we have it. You know, end of the show. Um, you know, it's a little more, a little more uh, emotion on this one because of the, the 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 historic bad week of the first week of the playoffs for sure. Um, you know, again, as we sit here, uh, we got. Both these games about to end. Um, I know one of the ma- one of the fantasy matches me and Ike are actually in a 10 team league, and he just hopped over me. He's above me by 0.05 points. Oh, uh, shit. yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs> and uh, the Eagles look like they're about to get the ball back and with three minutes left. So, hopefully, we get some Sanders carries so I can so I can inch out this win. <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs> And that and that league of rewards <laughs> like points per carry too, right? Yeah, yeah, points yeah. Points per yeah. carry, points per first down. Yeah. So it yeah, it gives a lot of uh, extra points. So nah, you probably you're probably zero, gonna take that. Point zero five, man. That's yeah, crazy. you're probably gonna take that. But you know, we ended the show. What else you got? What you got for us, man? Yeah, uh, you know, if you guys survived week fifteen, congratulations. Um, hopefully, week sixteen is much more kind to all of us because um, we. We, we definitely did not deserve the beating that we took in week 15. But, yeah, if you guys survived, um, yeah, let's, you know, hopefully all, all, the, all the information you, you guys took down this week uh, will help you um, march towards your uh, fantasy championship run. So uh, week 16, um, you know, good luck. And hopefully you guys can finish out week 15 on a positive note um, with these last two games that were played. And many of you have Cooper Cup. Um, in the lineup, and Jalen Hurts in the in the lineup, or Dallas Goddard in the lineup. Um, those guys are, you know, they've been turning they've been turning up this um, tonight. So hopefully, uh, you guys, you know, advance to the next rounds. Yeah, man. Um, this was a bad week for me. I mean, I think I made the playoffs, and I know once everything's over, I'll post this on Twitter. But I know I had ten teams that made to the ten out of seventeen teams I have made to the playoffs, and I think I'm about to be. 
out out the paint and probably eight of them, seven, oh, six, seven, seven or eight of them. Yeah. Whew. I have two buy I have two leagues that were buys. And then the only ones that I have a potential chance is the one I just named. And I think maybe two others. I think I'll check, but it was not a <laughs> it was a bloodbath for sure. Yeah, like, I think I was just crazy. Yeah, I think I was uh 11, 11 or for seven to ten. I think we were probably the same, 10 of 17. Yeah. Um I know at least four L's that I took, um, and then two two of them right now are being decided, like in these final moments. I think I haven't I haven't looked at anything else since we've started uh, speaking. That's why I've been asking Gene for updates. Yeah, the, <laughs> these, the Rams game four. is done with, so oh, it's over. It's, yeah, that one's over with. So now okay. all we guys is Eagles. So I don't know, man. We we about to see. <laughs> we about to see yeah. what happens. Yeah, we're about to see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm probably out the paint like four, maybe five of them. And I have a bye week in one, so um, it's not awful, but same time, like I, you know, could be a lot worse. Could be yeah. a lot worse. Uh, but you yeah, know, if, again, you know, guys, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, follow the show on Twitter, um, off the line FF. That's the Twitter handle. Um, like, subscribe, rate, and view on YouTube. Um, follow us wherever you know podcasts can be found: Google, Spotify, Apple, um, you name it. So, yep, find us under Destination Devi. Uh, you know, like we said, uh, rate, view, review, and subscribe. You know, until next week, hopefully, y'all s- survived. Hopefully, we can, you know, come together again and, and talk about how we're about to make, make, uh, make it to the championship game. You know, until then, let's go make some moves. Uh, let's get our rosters ready for the second week of the playoffs. Y'all, peace. Peace out.